I recently switched out my winter wardrobe with my summer clothes. Do you do this too? Each time I have the opportunity to take stock of what I have, what I use, what I need to donate, and what gaps I'd like to fill. One of the funnest ways I've loved to fill those gaps is through Armoire, a clothing rental membership that can help you build the perfect summer wardrobe with brands that are high quality, unique, and recommended just for you. All you have to do is take a five minute style quiz and select items from your online closet. The styles show up to your door in as little as two days. Then when you're ready for new clothes, just swap them out for more new to you styles that help fill those wardrobe gaps without the major investment or commitment. For my first case from Armoire, I chose mostly summer dresses from Bowdoin, a brand I can't typically afford, and the chicest double-breasted black blazer from Paige that has honestly surprised me in its versatility. I have loved having more options in my summer wardrobe without the pressure of keeping them forever, and I've already been building out my online closet with Armoire, so I know what I want for my next case. For you expecting mamas, those working or style obsessed who want to switch out your wardrobe with quality pieces without the designer prices, check out this woman-owned company that has your style and your sustainability in mind. Right now, my listeners can give Armoire a try and get up to 50% off their first month. That's up to $125 off. Just visit armoire.style slash progress. That is armoire.style, A-R-M-O-I-R-E dot style slash progress to get up to 50% off your first month and never worry about what to wear again. Try Armoire today. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I'm Monica Packer from About Progress, and this is How Do You?, a monthly series where we hear from real women sharing how they are working on their progress with their identity, habits, and fulfillment. It is the second installment of our newest series, and friends, you loved the last one we did. Last month, we did a whole episode on how do you go to law school as a busy mom. Today, we get to hear from one of my online buddies, Kelly. She's one of our dear progressors. She's been in the Strive Hive. And one of the things I've loved about Kelly from the beginning is her passion about running. And she's also shared with our Strive Hive members that this was something that not came, it did not come naturally to her. She never thought she was a good runner. And yet she has this huge passion and she loves to share about it. So I thought she was the perfect person for me to ask to have on to talk about how do you become a runner as a, in quotes, non-runner. And that's in quotes, non-runner, because there's so many reasons why many people discount themselves from moving their bodies in many ways. Maybe you say this about, uh, I don't know, hiking, yoga, spinning, uh, dancing, like what is it? And many of the reasons just involve us disqualifying ourselves because of our body size or shape. Um, Also our lack of supposed ability, meaning we're not perfect at it, or we're not going to win awards for it or get medals. And today, I hope that you take 
from my chat with Kelly, not only how you can become a runner as a quote unquote non-runner, but also how you can move your body any way you want to because you decide to. She also shares some practical tips on how to get into running if that interests you. So let's now get into my chat with Kelly. Kelly Marker, welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. Today we get to hear from you and about a passion that you have and that you have shared with so many women and that's running. To start though, let's hear a little bit about you. Tell us about you. All right. Well, I'm Kelly Marker. I've been married for almost 24 years and I'm a mom of four. So that's probably how I most identify myself. It's been most of my life, right? My oldest is 20 and he's serving a mission in Guatemala and I have three still at home, a 17 year old daughter, a 15 year old son, and my nine year old caboose son. Um, So we met at BYU, but then we moved to Oregon for 20 years um, with a little detour to to Arizona for a year. But during the pandemic, we actually decided um, because I was in the middle of my master's to get my teaching degree, I didn't want to do my student teaching online. So we did it in person. I moved to Utah to do it in person and also um, to have a breast cancer surgery done. And so we ended up staying in Utah and we don't know how long we will be here. That is yet to be determined. But uh, we love anything outdoors. And currently I'm teaching health and PE to eighth graders and also coaching track. Fantastic. Before we dig into more of the material, I do want you to give us a little health update because I'm sure people don't want me to just gloss over that. How are you (laughs) health-wise? So actually, I guess that's why I can say it like that. I actually just hit my two years um, cancer-free on the 2nd of April. So it's it's pretty exciting. We caught it early. So Fantastic. Okay. Well, that's a whole other story we could talk a long time about, (laughs) as well as just, you know, the pandemic life changes and all you've done and going back to school and now working formally as a teacher. It's, it's just great to see how you have evolved over the years, but let's go back even further and let's go back to this time of life that you started to get into running and tell us more about the background of that. Like lay the setting for us. Was it, you know, what was going into this desire to get into running and what was that process like for you? Okay, so um, a little background for my growing up. We were pretty active as a family. We played softball. We did sports. Um, I was the one that wasn't very good at all of the sports, but I knew they were important for our health, and so I did always stay active. I tried cross-country one year in high school, but was not very good at it, so I definitely did not identify myself as a runner, and if I ever picked up running, it would just be, you know, a little bit at a time, but I never felt very confident with it. Um, I just used it to try and get exercise every once in a while, but didn't stick with it long enough to ever call myself a runner. But then after I had my first baby, I knew that I would need something to get me back into shape and to give me something to do. And my work provided a team, a hood to coast team, which is a relay team where you each run um, a few miles and then pass it off to the next person. And then you run again later. It's kind of a big deal in Oregon. And, um, because it was free. Yeah. Yeah. And hood to coast is, you know, that was before all the relays that have now started. It was kind of the first big one and it sounded kind of crazy to me, but they provided a running plan and support. And I knew that it would, I knew I needed a goal to get me doing that. So I had my baby in February and the race was in August. And so it was perfect. They start you from ground zero. Um, At the time, it was kind of an easy thing for me to do because they started you at one mile and brought you up to what you needed to be doing at the end. But I also had only one kid. He'd go to sleep. 
I'm sorry, I'd feed him, he'd go to sleep, and then I'd go out for a run. My husband's schedule was a little flexible. So I would just go out and come back. I didn't have to be on anyone else's schedule. And I could go back to bed, honestly, after the run. So it, it wasn't, it wasn't super difficult to be able to maintain the schedule and they taught me how to run and I, I loved it. It was great. So um, that I still didn't really identify myself as a runner. I just kind of followed the schedule and was done. Right. Um, but then when my daughter was born, um, I knew I would kind of need the same thing, but I actually had more weight to lose. And so running was harder for me after I had my daughter. And um, I, I had decided instead of setting a small goal, I set the goal to run a marathon, but I, I think it was too big. So I think I would wake up in the morning and kind of fill the weight of the goal and I'd go back to bed. So I would set the alarm, I'd go back to bed, I'd set the alarm. And so finally, one day, my husband said, I don't really care if you run or not, that's up to you. But if you're not going to run, don't set the alarm. <laughs> so I needed I needed something else, because I wasn't connecting with my goal this time as much. So I actually put it out to some teenage girls at church that I was teaching. For some reason, I told them about it. And one of the girls offered to meet me to run. And that's what did it for me. I had a schedule again to follow. I still think having a schedule helps, but the actual having to, to meet her in the morning is what made me do my run. Now I wasn't so dependent on just myself. I, someone else was dependent on me. So she got me to the 10K. We did a 10K together. And then from there, someone's husband had heard me talking about running and his wife needed someone to run with. We started running, running together. And that's how I became consistent and was able to train for that first marathon. And then through that, it became just a bigger group. It just now became more social and meeting with people and setting the goals together and training together. And so that is when I feel like I really became a runner was when I got that social part of it that I needed, especially at that time. So it became more than just setting a goal. It became setting a goal with people and accomplishing mm -hmm and getting to talk to people, especially with two kids now, right? Now I need that social interaction. I need something I'm accomplishing outside of myself. And it just kept growing from there. And what I love so much about your path to this is it wasn't just an immediate click. It took time for you to figure it out. And I'm, you're going to give us some tips in a few minutes for women who feel a little stuck, just like you were in that, in that second time you were trying to go for it again. But I also love that, you know, many people think that running, you can only identify yourself as a runner. If you run super fast and you're constantly running big races and you fit that stereotype of what a runner is. And you have professed many times in our Strive Hive group that you were a part of how that was not part of your definition, but you still took on this identity as a runner. Do you have any thoughts just on that whole identity piece? And then we'll move into some tips for other non-runners, quote unquote, who would like to become runners. Oh, for sure. No, I, I tell people all the time that it's not, you're a runner as soon as you step outside the door, as soon as you put on your shoes and you go for that first run, you're a runner. The distance doesn't matter. Um, the big thing with running is the consistency, but a lot of people think consistency is 
five days a week, six days a week, 10 mile runs doing this. And really consistency is three days a week. I, I mean, nice. even if you can get into that's great, but if you, and, and I'll get into this more with my tips, but I've now, I ended up becoming a running coach um, in 2009 because of how much I loved running. And that is the thing I've seen the most is getting that three days in will keep you consistent so that you improve and enjoy it more than, you know, the, the hard parts of running at the beginning. So I do recommend three days a week to be consistent. Um, but I think that's doable for most people, especially if you remember, you don't have to run an hour, three days a week, really just getting in like 30 minutes, three days a week will keep you consistent and help you feel like a runner. It does not have to be a huge, big goal for sure to be a runner. Fantastic. And I don't think everyone should set the big goal to be a runner. Some people are better off staying at three miles once they get to three miles and staying at that forever. I know plenty of people that have done that their whole lives and it keeps them healthy. Right. Yeah. So, and for you, it's become a great way of having friends and having an outlet and a hobby and a, and a goal all in one. And that's personal. All in one. I love about it. Yeah. So let's hear this, these, these tips now for a non-runner this is what we're going to ask. How do you get into running as a non-runner? So the first thing I would do is I would set a goal of what you want to be able to run. Um, I, my recommendation for a goal is to find a 5k that is they're everywhere. Um, it's, they're very doable, even starting from scratch for everybody. If you just start slow and work your way up and having the goal is what keeps you committed to it, right? So the first thing I would say is find a race, find whatever you're going to start with. Because if you just say, I want to be a runner, it's not specific enough um, to keep you accountable and to help you do it the right way. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Wyndham. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. But if you pick a race, um, and typically, I would say for a 5K to get up from zero to three miles, even six weeks is enough time. And so when I train people, I tell them, don't look at it as six weeks even, but look at it as 18 days. You're committing to 18 days. Mm -hmm. You can even have a countdown. You can even, you know, so when I train them, I'm like, give me 18 days and trust me and you will see progress in that 18 days. And so that's the first thing, set the goal. Um, my second recommendation would actually be to um, find a friend to do it with you, like someone that is either at the same level as you or even you don't even have to be at the exact same level but set it together because that's the extra amount of accountability plus now you have someone to chat with while you run right so that's that's what I think is probably the second recommendation um the third one is to find a training plan online or talk with someone that runs most runners like to talk about running so um people are willing to help uh just to get you started 
I, with all of my runners, I think anybody can run for three minutes without stopping if you start slow enough. So that's the biggest thing is that people usually start too fast. So if you run slow enough to get that three minutes and then walk for a minute, you start your first run. And I even say the first three runs that first week at three minutes of walk of running and a minute of walking. And you do that for 30 minutes. And if you're consistent with that, that first week, then the next week you can increase your run time and so on and so on till the six weeks. Um, so about two to three weeks in, if you've been consistent, there's just this amazing shift where your body just kind of figures it out. Um, but most people don't get to that two or three weeks because it feels so weird at the beginning. So pushing through too hard, too fast. Things yeah. Are. Yeah. It, yeah. That's it. Too. And if you're worried about time, I mean, that's a big part of it is when you're learning to be a runner, time does not matter. And it actually never matters, honestly, um, unless you're an Olympic athlete, right? Like you're just wanting to be healthy and, reach this goal and the goal to begin with should just be completing the distance it should not be completing it at a certain speed if you want to do that ultimately then you know like I ultimately wanted to qualify for Boston right and so but it it took a long time to get there but you start with I just want to accomplish the three miles not worrying about how fast it is right so it's just about the distance it's not about the speed at the beginning Okay. Those are fantastic tips. And so, so hope giving, I think for people who feel that pressure because they're like, Oh, I don't qualify. I don't qualify for these reasons. Like I was terrible at running in gym, or I, I trained for a race and I had to quit because I got an injury or my body isn't the right body for this, whatever it may be. There are so many ways to still be a runner. And those are great tips. Um, I wanted to ask you though, what is one thing you would do a little differently if you could go back in time? So this one is an easy one because I tell people this all the time. I, I really jumped to the big distance too fast. I, I mean, I had run off and on my whole life, you know, a couple of miles at a time, but I really wish I would have started with, I want to run a really good 10K instead of you know, for whatever reason, the marathon got in my head and I am glad I trained for it. I loved everything about it, but if I could go back, I would start smaller so that I could enjoy each milestone along the way instead of waiting for that big one. So that's, that's what I recommend to people is start with the 5k and then the 10k. And if you love it, keep going. But those, the 5k and the 10k are great distances, even just to keep you healthy. So anyway, that's, that's probably my biggest regret. <laughs> okay. I love hearing that because I've fallen for that many times. I'm the one who kept running for marathons and kept getting injured after the right. mile. They're not, they're really not necessarily for everybody. And yeah. that's, that's the, that's the big thing with it, but they can be, if you want it to be, but it, it's, it's not, it's not, doesn't necessarily have to be the end goal, especially mm -hmm. to be healthy. It doesn't have to be the end goal. That's great. Yeah. Okay. So I wanted to know the last question from you. This is the last question. What has been the biggest benefit you have found in this running pursuit? Okay. So I had to do two benefits. Sorry, That's Monica. Totally fine. <laughs> I thought and thought and thought and thought, but the first one was for sure the friendships and the connections that I have made. I, I had an amazing group in Oregon um, that when I move back, I will be excited to jump back in with them. And we even named ourselves the Sherwood Ambush. Some of oh, us yeah. have run together for 20 years. We've, you know, mm -hmm. some of us, I mean, just 
and we went through all of life together, right? I mean, that's a long time. We were raising kids together. Um, we've been through hard things and great things. We've celebrated together. So, and then um, a few years ago when we were, I was first starting to run marathons, we actually ended up starting a blog called Marathon Mommies. And I ended up meeting other runners from all over the United States, uh, mostly moms. It was during the mommy blogging time. And I still am friends with many of those women, just such great connections. And then of course, through teaching and coaching all the kids I've met, I mean, running has brought me all of that, right. But then on the other hand, the second benefit is what it's brought me as a person. I've learned that I can set goals and accomplish them. Running wasn't natural to me at first. So setting that goal of eventually qualifying for Boston was a huge goal, but then that led me to know that I could do other goals, like going back to school and getting my master's and, you know, getting through all these hard things. I think what I taught myself with running helped me in all those areas and then has also gotten me through the hard times, right? Getting me through some of those trials and all of that. So anyway, yeah, it's brought me both of those things. Those are the two big benefits <laughs> and they're big. Those are big. You've brought the biggest smile to my face. I love hearing about what it's, what it's given you and how it's helped you show up in your life in the ways that you wanted to and needed to. Um, some people might wonder if you are still doing coaching and I'm assuming not just with going back to work. Is that the case? Um, no, I don't, I don't do like, I don't do individual coaching anymore, but I, I really mean it. I am happy to help people and talk to them through it. If someone wants to send me an email, I, I don't, yeah. Anyway, I would love to, I love people to ask me questions. I'm obviously passionate about it. Um, but yeah, most of my time now is with coaching track. So not yes. specifically giving people programs and all of that, but I, I would love to help people if they have any questions. That's really kind. So I'll have, they can email me and I'll pass them along to you if, if they want to know more. Um, but yeah, like you said, there's so much online there too. And so many great communities that I'm sure they can find other resources. Kelly, this has been so wonderful. Thank you very much for sharing about your, your running story. Thank you for having me. It's fun. Obviously I love talking about it. So thanks for letting me share that. Today sure. we get to hear from you and about a passion that you have and that you've shared with Wendy. We'll do that part. And that you shared with so many women. <laughs> I'm going to redo it again. Okay. And that you have shared with so many women. <laughs> wow. Okay. We'll try it one more time. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.